When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! No, no, no Kenny, no let's go Devils, the Devils stink, the Devils are right now a giant steaming pile of shit. I mean, so we just left the third period uh, of the the Devils Ranger game where me and Bobby we are the Uncle Puckers for tonight at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you didn't get up for this game, then something was wrong with you. This is all anybody was talking about today, right? This huge game. Uh, you know, the Devils had a piss poor effort against Washington. Turn it around. You know, make sure the Rangers don't come into your building and get their ninth straight. Yeah, no, they're just not good, are they? Yeah, I what mean, likely is going to be a shutout. I don't know because I turn it off, but I uh, do too. Just like they're such a dick tease, right? Like they are oh, just worse. You know, they they play so great against Seattle and Nashville. It's like, all right, things are coming alive. The Stadium Series game, everybody is feeling. That's the crazy thing about hockey. You know, it's like there's so many games stuffed into a week. So your emotions are all oh, over the place. You're, it's, it's a it, fucking roller coaster. It's made to be live or die. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we died. We died oh, tonight. We died and our chances of making the playoffs died tonight. Everything that could possibly have gone wrong tonight went wrong. And I think, I mean, not think, this is a wasted season. I think it's fair enough to say that this is definitely uh, a season to be forgotten. And we are left with so many questions about this team and where they're going to go. And, uh, you know, everybody who's, you know, we were praising Fitzgerald and Ruff last year. Well, I wasn't. I'm putting that on record. Never was. But, you know, and now it's like you seriously have to look and, and look at this team and see, is this team built to win? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the sample size suggests not, and that's just the God's honest truth. This is long enough now where it's not like, oh, wait, everybody's just going to have a better year next year. There's a chemistry problem, whether that is the the line builds or whether it's just the personnel that are never going to work together. Uh, There's a balance issue. There's a coaching issue. There's a goaltending issue. There's a heart issue. I mean, that is the bottom line. There's there's something missing. That goes to me to, to the biggest issue, and that's leadership. There is no leadership on this team. Other Like, Nico cannot be the only one out there, you know. Right. He's working hard. I'm not going to shit on Nico Heischer, and I feel like he is vocal when he needs to be. But I'm not talking about just opening up in the dressing room and screaming at guys or holding guys accountable. I'm talking about the play on the ice, the leadership of – 
you know, the guys like Palat and Lazar and Hala, like these are the main dudes that should be out there busting their ass and working harder than anybody else. And, you know, I said it to you um, a couple of times, but on the show, I will say it now, like this is Jack Hughes. You want to be a superstar, dude? You want to be, you know, up there with the McDavid's and the Austin Matthews and the Panarin's and the Pasternak's. You want to be in that conversation uh, dude, you have to right now is the time that you grab this team by the balls and you drag them kicking and screaming to the playoffs like Matthew Kachuk did last year with the Florida Panthers. This yeah. is he has fallen off a cliff. Uh, they look like they're afraid to shoot the freaking puck. Uh, I know that that's a confidence thing. I understand that, but they're whatever it is right now. Like this looks like a team that's just done. It's checked out. I mean, I, I think at some point I heard during the game, Jack had seven shots on goal. So it's, but you didn't notice it. You know, no. what I mean, it's one thing to have seven shots on goal. Like, how close were they? How meaningful were they? He definitely looks like something's off with him. Uh, it doesn't look like he doesn't have his normal swagger. I don't yeah, know because he's on a wing. <laughs> yeah, because there you go. Let's start. Let, let's there. get into that. Yeah, let's get into that. Just just to break down the wall here. I don't know. You know, for people who listen to the podcast, I was prepared for this. I had some notes. I had some things maybe we need to cover before we get to the Ranger game. I'm throwing all that shit out. It means nothing now. We know exactly what we need to talk about, and that is the fact that this team, as constantly constituted, is done. A major change needs to happen. It needs to happen now, as in tonight. Yeah. And you know where I'm going with that. Fire Lindy Ruff. And I haven't said it all year, at least that specifically. Now, uh, let's. I like this. I, and, you know, we'll, we'll throw this in the safe space, reckless speculation pile here. But... I like where this is going. So so does Tom Fitzgerald have the balls? Because he hasn't shown that he does. But does he have the balls to tonight look at this team and say, you know what, playoffs, no playoffs, I don't give a fuck, this guy's got to go? So now I say this in all due respect to Lindy Ruff's career, right? But better coaches have been fired for less. I agree. At this time of year. It's not even – even if – things were going more well than they were. If you're a GM and you're serious, you have to really logically look at this and say, is this going to get us anywhere? And clearly the answer is no. No. And like I said, even if he was doing a great job, it's time. Something has to happen and you can't turn over the whole team. And we'll get into again, I'm sure about, um, possible trades because I've kind of changed my stance on that a little bit, but I don't see how this team come out like this two days in a row and play like this. And everybody, you know, we all love the stadium series game and maybe that's an easy game to get up for, but you know what we lost in their recent good play before these last couple? Yeah, they were keeping the puck out of the net, but during all that, we failed to realize, well, we realized how much the offense was drying up, but we didn't realize it was getting this dry. And even the stadium series game outside of he sure it was all role players. Yeah. That got us that win. Right. Yeah. So I'm watching this frustrating game today after coming off that terrible loss last game. And I just keep saying like, Brett, put in a goal, Meyer, put in a goal, you know, and the list goes on and on, but those are literally the two guys I was thinking more than anything. Cause I saw Jack taking some shots, saw he sure being he sure. And I still like Lazar's game and guys like that. So I'm just like, where's the pop? Well, this is how a uh, part of what, you know, you're, you're I'm going to touch on is like back to the, the Lindy thing, like Tom Fitzgerald has to know, right. If I keep everything status quo and we miss the playoffs, the questions that I get all summer are, 
Pilat, was he worth it? Timo Meyer, was he worth it? Jesper Bratt, was he worth it? What are you going to do with Mercer? Are you going to sign him to an eight-year deal? He's been underperforming. All this stuff. Now, he can maybe, maybe stop some of that by firing Lindy Ruff and saying, okay, look, I'm, you know, you're showing now that you're understanding that there's something not working here. Do you really believe, Do you, are you willing to come out and say, I blew it as a GM by signing Timo Meyer, by signing, right. you know, Pilat to this, you know, I'm not just talking about signing, I'm talking about the term and the money they were signed to. Their contracts, you have to, you have to account for that. You have to explain that. And if you do nothing, it, it just shows your complete and total incompetence. Right. Uh, that's why I believe you have to. You don't at some point fire Lindy Ruff, whether it's tonight or whatever. You can't wait till the end of the season. You don't, as a GM, and I'm sure he's not doing this. You do not weigh in the popular opinion, and the popular opinion at this point, anyway. I think if you polled most Devils fans, right? I did. You I, did. I, I did. That's I did. right. You I did, did. poll. Uh, I mean, it's not most that. Devil fans. It's not like we get most Devil fans that listen to us, but the ones that did were well, we got the good ones. Well, yeah, we get the good ones. Um, you know, again, uh, our sample size, which we, you know, are fine if it never grows, is, you know, it's only 118 votes. But, you know, we've only been around a year. I just wrote, as of today, Money Puck. And this was pre-Ranger game. Sure. Money Puck has the Devils' odds of making the playoffs at 34.6%. Simple question. Will the Devils partake in the postseason festivities this spring? Right. 64% said no. And that was before tonight on 36% said yes. So, you know, 75% of, uh, you know, three quarters of devil fans in that poll shows that Lindy rough. I mean, uh, that this team is not going to make the playoffs yeah. and you know, she, look, you, you're going to do nothing. And then all those questions, why didn't you do anything? You did nothing to try it, and get this team. We were calling for trades months ago to help this team, but go ahead. Your point. Well, I mean, you are the the GM and you just, you have to make the hard decision. And I don't even know that it's that hard. It's hard because it's personnel. So that's always hard. But realistically, there's no magic bullet here. We all still believe a winning streak is in this team, right? But the questions that I now start to face is again, if with all that's on the line right now, we're literally down to like 27 games. Like we're counting. You it's have to go by quick. Of, you had the shitty game against the Capitals. Okay, you can say it happens. It tends to happen to us a lot. I mean, just between the Capitals, the Ducks, and the Sharks, that's that was ten points. Yeah, and and if we won half of those, just half, and have five points, we would have been like one above the Red Wings, who, by the way, pulled one off over the Abs tonight. So now we're six points behind them. Um, hey, if you don't win, that that gap's just going to keep on getting wider. So you know, you can forget about the playoffs. But go ahead. That's you know, a good you, point. But, but your point of being, you know, that, that yeah, the GM is, you got it. You, you, you have 27 games. Are you going to wait till March 8th and start dumping some guys and try and get rid of some dudes? And, and then you're showing that you made a ton of mistakes right. and you don't believe in this team. So that's not going to happen. Are you going to go and get a guy or a goalie? Probably not if the team's not making the playoffs. So again, what are you going to do to help the situation now? The only thing that makes any sense or that you could possibly do is fire Lindy Rowe. Let's look at tonight on its own, right? We're going to micromanage here for, for one second. Coming into this game, okay, we all know Smith's a defensive liability on defense. 
we have recently come around that we certainly like him as a forward for some of the attributes that he brings. He's minus three the other game. He gets lit up, basically, torn apart, and he gets in over Miller. That's mind-boggling number one. Yep. Okay. Then, if you go to my point I just made a couple minutes ago, sure, we were winning. Sure, the defense was tightening up. So I know you don't want to mess with things. But while all that was happening, our goal scoring completely dried up. And yet, no changes were made to the forward grouping, the line changes. You know, I'm one of the people that believes that Timo Meyer should be on a right wing. Do I think he's a $9 million a year hockey player that should learn to play anywhere? Yeah. But you know what? This is what he did his whole career. You're paying him $9 million to be in your top two. Just freaking do it already. And amongst other changes, put Jack back at the center. Like, I don't know, just the the questions, they just keep coming. And the answers don't come. Well, so when nothing's going to change. When you try, when first of all, you, you wait until all-star break out of the playoffs the entire year and playing inconsistent bad hockey uh, for most of that. When you come out of the all-star game and that is the first time that you've made any kind of changes, the considerable changes in the first couple of games, defensively, the team was playing much better yes. and it was okay. And, you know, now it, now we all thought, okay, maybe this thing is going to work. Now, when you see, like you said, what you are giving up for the defense that still gives up as of last check, five goals to the Rangers. So, you know, it, it, you're now you you've compromised your offense for a defensive system. That's not working. So uh, right. the one thing you did, over the course of two weeks, we've seen is not working. So that's the one thing you did. Other than that, what else has Lindy Rupp done to put his players in the best possible situation, the best possible position to be successful? He hasn't. No, he really hasn't, especially as of late. Like I just, it, I'm just sitting here as a fan watching uh, lines that don't gel. Like it's just so easy to see uh, what what's the with the allegiance to put them out the way you've been putting them out um why not, even as drastic as put, put put your three studs on the first line for all i care like let, let's get some goals try it i mean we had a whole a line that carried us for two years like it can happen um not saying that's a permanent solution but when all your guys aren't scoring that's a problem yeah and when you're not getting up for this game that's a problem. And when you do lose to bad teams consistently, that's a problem. It yep. does happen. We all get that. But over and over, like I was even telling my kid, I'm like, well, they might actually play better against the Rangers because that's just what they do. Play better against the good teams and let you down completely against the bad teams. Well, no, they let us down completely against the Rangers today and, too. And I think we've been around long enough to see when this pattern starts to emerge, that is the pretty much the dead giveaway that, Lindy Ruff has lost that lot. Well, we're old enough to know that when this pattern emerged, we would have been our third coach by now. Like, oh yeah, this is true. Lou yeah, pulled Lou, the trigger. Not to put up with it. You know, not at all. And he probably got two cups for it. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, definitely one. Definitely one. Yeah. So so let's let's because I wasn't really expecting this show to go into a full fire Lindy uh, episode, but well, you know I wasn't what? expected to be so negative, but here I am. But, but it, but it does warrant the conversation after what we've seen. So we are going to stick with that. We're going to talk about this, you know, Lindy Ruff and what he's done for probably the majority of not, if not all of this show. And I'm, I like that. So <laughs> my whole thing too, is, you know, you're looking at, you know, when the goal scoring is dried up this poorly, right? And and again, the only change I saw tonight was putting Mercer in the first power play unit. And and not just the goal scoring. Let's do, we haven't even touched on the power play. 
Which yeah, we, the we, only we were supposed thing, to talk about that last show, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that you've uh, done is put Mercer in today after you've, you know, didn't score on a five minute and like three others. Uh, you put Mercer in for Brat, and, and that's it. Like, why are we not trying other things? Luke Hughes is struggling a little bit. And, you know, you we don't have any kind of big time defenseman that can help him out. Uh, you know, a guy like Dougie Hamilton would probably it's all on Luke Hughes's shoulders right now. And I feel like he's starting to play that way. And that's not good. He's a freaking rookie. And, and you know, just just real quick on that, because seeing him stumble lately and kind of combining that with this power play that we'll discuss a little more boy wouldn't it have been a good time to i don't know have a hundred mile an hour shot that you can throw in there once in a while give luke no, a break because we have to put brendan smith in the line because he brought so much physicality to this ranger game for us today because he yeah. stuck up for players that were getting head checked and, and you t- you took out colin miller if anything why was jonas Siegenthaler in there i'm sorry he was been now injured uh he has not played with this team for a long time he did struggle i mean everyone did struggle in the washington game but he did struggle uh, I don't have his numbers uh, in front of me, but I know he didn't have a very good game. Uh, he should have been out. He should have been, you know what? We're going to give you just another day rest. I just want to keep Miller in there and and I want Smith to get in. And then against Montreal. It's not, not uncommon coming Mont- in after an injury, get you a know, game Mont- and take a day. Yeah. Yeah. And Montreal is not a physical team. They're going to play more north-south. It's going to suit us a lot better. Um, we don't really need Brendan Smith in that game. So, you, you know, you can swap them out when the games are needed. But to me you took out Miller to keep Siegenthaler in there, not to keep uh, Smith in there. I understand the Smith thing, but uh, see. Yeah. to me, I would have taken out Siegenthaler. That's I think all. Smith was only in there because he, because of, you know, the Ranger chipping. Sure. That's, that's just where my head was, but you do bring up a good point. Either way. I think this is another problem that I've been saying all year. I think we need addition by subtraction. I think we have too many. I think at the, you know, to get Miller in there, I would make Siegenthaler expendable. Like, I just would. I just think he's a better fit for this team. I want Miller in there right now. Yeah. Um, and and Tom Fitzgerald needs to start doing his job because he hasn't done shit all year. Hasn't even said anything that I know of even about this team. Like, it has been mum. Uh, you know, I've, we've heard little peeps like, yeah, he's trying to get Markstrom. He's trying to get a goalie. He's not happy with the goaltending situation. We understand that. Nobody's happy with the goaltending situation. But what have you done? You know, you haven't done anything. You wanted Calgary to retain money to get Markstrom in here. Uh, why did we need to retain money? We have a lot of money. What What else? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what else he had planned. Um, you know, I know he's not going to tell anybody. But at the same time, like, if you could have made that deal, you should have made that deal, dude. Uh, and now both of them look, you know, not great for the moves that they've made and the coaching that has been done behind the bench. And Tom Fitzgerald has the upper hand. He's Lindy Ruff's boss. And most of the time... It's the coach that goes and the GM does follow usually a, a couple of years later, but the coach always goes first. Uh, but, you know, the, why are you keeping this guy? But another question then, who takes over? I always I don't, don't care. <laughs> I, I just, I, I never, like, it's just so disjointed. I mean, I couldn't right now off the top of my head. I know there's a few former coaches that are sitting on the sidelines they could probably come in and just and do a good job. I mean, you, I was against all this. I was the one to said all year because they've been building for this for you know three four years. I didn't want to just do that. So I was like, oh, if anything, you got to make it somebody who's already in the system, the assistant coach. But that's he's only been here half a year. And, and what if that's the same system that Ruff is playing? Right? You know? <laughs> and isn't he in charge of the power play because yeah. he should be fired anyway? Because I saw you know we're we're on such a hard clip from being the best in the league 
if if like you took what we've done the last few weeks, we would be historically bad. We'd be like the oh, worst yeah. in NHL ever yeah. if it stays like this. This is ridiculous. So who who's like fucking put somebody else on the goddamn power play? Yeah. Start it, it, start the second power play unit a little bit more instead of giving them twenty eight seconds at the end because they're a completely different look than the first one. It's all flash. Yeah, put that out there a little quicker. Change it, change the PK mind, you know, because they're moving the puck a little different. Um, give Nemec a shot on the first over Hughes for for a shift or two. Yeah, you know, just mix it up. You know, I know the first power play was I guess they've been practicing a, a new entries. You know, you saw that that drop pass by Jack, but then they were trying to get it over to to Foley on the wing and have him bring it in, and that didn't work. But you know, at least the guys are trying to put something together to to work. You know, and 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 even Travis Green trying trying something, anything. Uh, I feel like though with Lindy, like I, I don't know, and I also feel, feel like the guys are not respond what. The guys just aren't responding. It's not that I feel it. You see it. They're just not responding. It's my point about the power play. You can't be as gangbusters as they were. And we knew they they weren't going to hold 45%. Like, we knew that. But we still thought, realistically, they're going to be first, second, or third in the NHL to this bad with the same personnel. So what is that? It's not talent. It's not, I don't know what to do. It's, I don't give a fuck. Because right. I'm not motivated or something. It's just the buttons are not being pushed. I just don't get it. This was the first Devils. This is when you know you hit rock bottom. Before the score was even out of hand. Even before it was maybe when it was one nothing. I'm like, you know how I know this is rock bottom? Is the first Devils Rangers game I watched it didn't even feel like a Devils Rangers game. It didn't even have that extra energy, despite what's on the line. Let's say we were a last place team, we would still play the Rangers, and the energy would be infectious, and you would feel it, and they would just want to kill them and drive through them. That wasn't even there. No, With it was playoffs a on the shit line. Effort. The play it, we've turned into the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is it. You know, uh, going to turn into the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> just you know, at bunch least of they, talent and no. But at least they make the playoffs every year. That's true. You know, we're not making the playoffs. We went from 112 points to not making the playoffs. And we're going to discuss whether or not the coach should keep his fucking job. Like, are we being serious? Like these people that are defending Lenny Ruff, you can't give me a fucking reason why. Look at, we've went from 112 points, a franchise that has been around since 1982. It was their record in points the next season, not making the playoffs. And we're going to discuss that the coach should maybe keep his fucking job. It's insane. And listen, I wasn't even saying to let him. I was getting there lately, of course, but it takes a while. It's a process for me. And I mean, there's just, there's no other way out at this point. Yeah. So call this a a Lindy bashing show. Call it whatever you want. Fans that like them. Sorry. Like if you want your team to win, if you want your team to do anything, there's no evidence that keeping him is going to magically change anything in the next 27 games. Absolutely. It's got, it's got to be done. Uh, This is really getting, it's just ridiculous now. It's the same old, same old. This team is boring. They have no, uh, they they try. uh, And tonight was like, they have no confidence. You can saw it tonight with the constant passing. Like, man, you guys got to start shooting the puck and, and they have no confidence. So everything right now has kind of, yes, this is rock bottom. They don't, they don't shoot aggressively. They pass, and they don't even clear the zone aggressively anymore. How many times they do these little layups, and the yeah. puck doesn't even cross the blue line? Then they get hemmed in for two minutes. It's every game. It, it, it's it, ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, the coach has got to go. I again, I'm I'm kind of with you. I mean, I don't. If this, 
if this is something that Tom Fitzgerald is really thinking about, I highly doubt that this is something that he's been thinking about. I don't think he has been thinking about this, but I think these last couple of weeks, I think it's been like kind of on the, in the far backs of his head. And okay. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. Now he's got to be saying that. So I don't think he has somebody on speed dial now. So I'm real curious what he would do. And I get that because in in this level of management, like you really do have to have a patience that we don't understand. No, we are fans. I mean, it sucks. We lost the game. We won a game. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to lose. We suck. We're going to win the Stanley Cup. Like it's it's rough to to hold the emotion out of it. But he gets paid to literally do that. So it is a different perspective of your coach. But again. I kind of feel like that time is done now. Like there's yeah. nothing more to prove. And and like I said, if he doesn't do it, at it it's going to be him in the friggin' spotlight. And I know for a fact that's not where general managers want to be. And you know, look, I'll ask you this: unless your name is Andy Reid or Bill Belichick or Scotty Bowman or maybe you know John Cooper, a guy like that, can you think of any sport where a team can have a fall from grace as ridiculously bad as this one this year and the coach keeps his job in any sport uh really can i've seen i've seen great um coaches get fired for less we just talked about one yeah. box i mean yeah it wasn't a great year but it wasn't disastrous like this and he still had the clubhouse so i was just just one example i was starting to get out on lindy when um <clears throat> oh my god i forgot what i was going to say I just had a point to make too, and it It'll just come completely back left my head. But you well, know, let me what? ask you a question. Then yeah, maybe see if it comes back. So, in the last show, and again, nobody anointed Dawes anything. But we were saying hopefully he's the future, which he still could very well be the future. Maybe even the solvent for this year. Now, of course, a lot of people are saying he's given up eleven goals in two games. Blah blah blah. So we're back to a house divided, right? Oh, it's because he's tired, or it's because he sucks. You know what I mean? There's there's kind of yep. no middle ground. It's probably a combination of that and the fact that our defense let him out to dry almost completely in the last two games. But we had talked about staying pat. We had a show about staying pat. What are your thoughts on that now? After this, has it changed? Do you want to go back to that Markstrom TANF package? Because I do, and I'll talk about that. I'm just curious well, where you are. If you could get Jacob Markstrom, even as bad as this team is, I think you go ahead and do it. He has two extra years on his term, so he's your goalie for the next two years. Yeah. And you can't have this, you know, this team is not going to be this team next year. You know, there's no way that they're going to stay where they are right now. So you know that they're going to have a huge bounce back. So you got, and you have Markstrom locked up. You have to make that deal. Now, Tanev, it depends on what you're giving up. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's out of term, right? This is, he's, a, he's a USA. He's year, yeah. Right. So he can walk, uh, he can test a free agent market. He doesn't have to sign with us. Um, if you believe you can get him signed and you're not giving away the house for him, like even, I'm sorry, even if it's a Alex Holtz, Tanev straight up or, you know, something like that, I would be okay with that. Um, Alex Holtz is, um, I don't know what it is with Lindy and him. And um, he does seem like a kid that does everything he's asked to do. And he does it with his mouth shut and he just goes to work every day and he tries his best. And I, commend him for that for some reason it seems like lindy ruff just doesn't like the kid but uh you know i think i i'd be willing to okay i'll take tanev for this year but you 
But if you are going to stand pat, if you're Tom Fitzgerald and you are not going to fire Lindy Ruff, you don't do a goddamn thing because this team is not going to play any better. Whether you have Chris Tanev or Jacob Markstrom or wherever, the Jacob Markstrom thing, I think you get him anyway. He might want to leave after the end, you know, finishes up this year with this team because I do think that this team is kind of just given up. And yeah, so so I would I would do something like that. I I think if you if they were to win, if they had won those, these last two games against Washington and the Rangers, and they were now sniffing up the Flyers' ass, um, I would make the move. No no doubt for both of them, I would do what I can to help this team make a playoff or a push. But this it didn't happen. So I got two schools of thought on it. The the first is I honestly still believe that that duo could help potentially salvage the season. Um, I think there still could be a push in them, but the more things need to happen. But more importantly, I want to go back to the trade because I'm done fucking around with these possibilities of our young goalies and being now. I just want somebody solid in the pipes for two years. There's no problem with Dawes getting – I still think Dawes is our next big guy. So he takes two more years to develop, and he's only 24. That's not bad. But I want real, reliable goaltending. I want it for the end of this year, and I want it for the next year or two. Then we can figure out who's better. Is Schmidt better? You know, is is Dawes better? Is uh, Pol- Polter? What's his name? Polter. Yeah, well, Isaac he, Polter. He might play Saturday when I see that. Like, is he going to be better? It'll give us the time. I think we need it. And I think that that's the first of a couple of moves that can be made to alter this team addition by subtraction to get Tanev. Now, I would be careful on what we have to give up for Tanev. I would maybe try not to be as elite of prospect if it is the one-year guy. Maybe try to throw in a little extra instead to get him because you might lose him. But the deal really is about getting Markstrom. And then I brought this up before, and it probably can't happen this year in addition to Lindy getting fired. So I can't see us bringing in a goaltender, bringing in Tanev, firing Lindy, and doing this next part, which is I see a big trade coming. One of our named guys might have to go for another named guy because it's just not working. Something is broken here. Timo Meyer has never had a home since he got here. I don't know who's going to take that contract. Bratz isn't much better. I don't know. I'm not saying it's one of those two guys, but it certainly isn't Jack or Nico. I think but that you would have a much easier time moving Jesper than moving Timo. You would have an easier time. And I'm not saying that's the better thing to do. Originally, over the summer, again, it was based on Meyer, based on the size, the way he plays, and the other types of players we had. I want a guy like Meyer. I still think he will pay off for this team without a doubt over the next seven years. I am not concerned about that. Okay. My concern is more about how this team is built together fundamentally. And I just, I don't see it working. And sometimes you give out big money to big players and it's not a fit. And then you trade them off, excuse me. And then things take off. Listen. All right. First of all, you started with, you didn't think that this would be something that uh, Tom Fitzgerald would do, you know? Okay. Would he, uh, you know, fire Lindy Ruff and pull off Tanev and Markstrom and make a big in-season trade, but then do something over the top and bring in some other dude and maybe ship out Jesper Bratt, but for a player that's going to fit this scheme and this style. And now all of a sudden we went from, you know, not having a goalie to having Jacob Markstrom, not having a solid defense or not being physical, not having great to, to Tanev, to not having, you know, 
Mr. Fucking Magoo behind the bench and a competent coach to then bringing in, I can't even think of a fucking name, but let's just say some big name, whether it's on offense, defense, whatever. And, and then would, if he did do that, I would build him a statue outside the Prudential Center because he would be my favorite <laughs> general manager in the world. I would love for be a fan of a team that had the balls to do something as huge I mean, as that would be. Uh, that's saying um, we're going for it, right? We're, yeah. we got 27 games. Let's go win them. And that also says that that uh, your bullshit little fucking horseplay that you do out there on the ice is not going to qualify for this team anymore. Right. Like you have and, to go out there and play every freaking night. Whatever it is you're doing out there, yeah, you do that, you might not be here. No there's, matter what your name is, there's a and ton of situations huge. where you, best minds come together. They they put together a plan. They try to execute the plan, and on paper, it looks like it's going to work. And sometimes you just got to man up and say, "It's not working. We don't really know why." Um, okay, so let's ask the question: If you had to trade Timo Meyer or Jesper Bratt, who do you trade? Unfortunately, I honestly would need to know like what's coming back in that trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I know. But just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't – my issue with the team right now is soft. I think Dan texted earlier. He, he nailed it. He said, this team doesn't even look fast. What happened to our fast? Yeah. Was it just yeah. – it wasn't just wood. We were fast. The rest of the guys are fast. We don't even use our speed anymore, which is like the number one part of our plan. So if if you were like to jettison a, a brat for another smaller, flashy player that's going to get you maybe leading your team in points, but yet you don't see it, you don't see the clutch. Like these last two games, one of these last two games, we're getting buried. Like, come on, man, give me one. Spark the team. You know what I mean? So if, if we're just getting another player like that, then I, I wouldn't want to trade him. But I just – I think that a guy like Timo Meyer should bring – elements that are very hard to find you can't just go get other guys like timo meyer so i wouldn't want to trade him i really am a fan of jesper bratt though too i, I don't want to trade Jesper Bratt. i know i'm not answering your question i, I get it I, I think you're saying that it would be jesper bratt reluctantly you that's what you're saying and i i'm exactly the same way it my i'm I guess, i'm jesper yeah. bratt and i am a, i'm i'm probably less reluctant than you are but I just think even though Jesper Brad has done more for this team this year, as far as numbers go, what Timo Meyer is supposed to be, what we've seen him be his whole career is more valuable to this team than another small right. fast forward that can zip around and, you know, just also disappear for, you know, games on end. And it always seems to happen when the team needs him the most. Yeah. It was, you know, and, and I remembered my point from before, like I started checking out on Lindy or at least having my serious thoughts about him when we were going through the injuries and there was no fight back. There was no like, uh, you know, all right, we don't have Jack. We don't have, you know, we're still a damn good team. Let's go out there. Like they were terrible. And Jesper Bratt disappeared in that time. Timo Meyer was picking up the slack and then he got hurt. Got hurt again. Um, you know, but it was, I started thinking to myself, like, if you can't get this team up and ready to play without these guys, like, you know, are you feeling sorry for yourself? Like these guys are, this is still a good team. We said it a million times and now you have pretty much everybody and you're still putting out the same piss poor efforts and all the other stuff. Like the, the, the injuries weren't the excuse, man. This is not a good why, you know, 
Now it's now it's obvious. Like there's something going on with this system, with the coaching. They're not responding. You have to make a change. Yeah, and that's again like it, it, if you can trade Kachuk in a blockbuster deal. That's like the modern. It's not like the modern day Gretzky because that was obviously enormous. It was Wayne Gretzky, but that guy is a bona fide superstar too, and he totally carried took Florida all yeah. the way. We've we've mentioned that before. I mean. You're not going to get that guy in the trade, but that's the type of move I'm talking about where it's just these two polar superstars and you go, it's just not working on these teams. And you tried and it worked for him going down to Florida. Not so much for, uh, but you know, what's his, uh, Huberto's playing yeah. much better now in, right. in Calgary. He, I think he had a, a much rougher time. Uh, I think it was also a bit of a surprise to him. Matthew Kachuk kind of you know uh said i i want to go there this is where and i think huberdo kind of hit him by surprise and next thing he knows he's in like laying on the beach and now he's freezing his dick off in calgary (laughs) and what the fuck happened here you know and uh so i think it took him a little while to adjust he's having a much better but look there's no comparison point is nobody saw that coming but 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 florida got the better of the trade but matthew kajuk was that kind of player that you know if you can get your hands on even a player uh, half of what Matthew Kachuk is, right. I would trade Jesper Bratt for him because this it desperately is needed on this team. Um, and it, it's need... it... sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking like, is there too much on like Timo Meyer's plate? Like, is he supposed to be the physical guy on this team and also supposed to be this 40 goal scorer? Like, uh, is it, you know, know uh, is his role in this team that like we've said many times, just not defined. Yeah. I don't think he understands it. I think the perfect place for Timo Meyer is I always thought going back to last year, it was with Hughes. We kind of all thought that maybe to protect Hughes a little more, but regardless if it's Hughes or Heischer, I like the, for me, the, the perfect spot for Timo Meyer is with two flashy guys that are doing their flashy things. So Timo can work on doing Timo things and power to the net and, you know, taking the physical part of that and not be like, okay, I'm a third line guy now. So am I just physical or what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and, and, and some of this is on his shoulders too. Like, listen, you could say uh, coaching and line changing and you could say, you know, getting along with his line mates and all that, but he has been playing hockey his whole life. They, you still know how to shoot the puck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't always have to be in the perfect spot to shoot the puck, but I think that he really is grappling with what the hell am I supposed to be doing? And I think that's the he's a he's a first line with a a Jack and a Brat or a Jack and the Foley or a Jack and a Mercer even yep. um, because if if you have Jack doing what he can do and Meyer bringing his different game, that right wing is interchangeable with about four guys as far as I'm concerned. You can, you right. can put Hall up there, you can put Mercer up, you can do so much. That's one of the big problems that we got to start with, and and. Again, we've all put the lines together, and e- you either wind up in the camp of like, you know, Mercer on the first or second, or Mercer on the third. And some people think that's a demotion of some ways, but it's really not. If you had balanced scoring, you'd, you'd be rolling the first three lines pretty evenly, anyway. True. But I just don't see the room for everybody that we have to perform their roles. And I want a third line that is a prototypical third line with some beefed up scoring, which is what I thought we were going to have. You know, that killer line, we're just going to yep. push it all up to your side of the ice. Yep. And we got some finishers that you wouldn't think are finishers. That's what I thought we were going to have. That's what I really like. Even going back years ago when, when Clarkson was still, like, really good and serviceable, 
I love the idea of him being on the third line. I was always excited by that. I'm like, here's a guy that you don't yeah. even pay attention to who could put up 20, 25 on your third line. That's awesome. And, and yeah, the, these guys are, and they're not using their speed anymore. I mean, that's so obvious. Like, it's just, you know, their game is gone. Whatever it, you know, we all have seen it. We, you know, we saw it all last year. Like, this is a better version. It's supposed to be a better version of that. Uh, you know, this is just like, yeah, that was a really nice fast car, but now we souped it the fuck up and that's what you're supposed to get. And we haven't gotten that at all, at all. And, yeah. uh, you know, so again, it's, it's the style. It's, it's everything. Just something's not working. And Mer- somebody- Mercer's another guy. I feel like he's not properly managed or used. Absolutely. He's still, he's a career center. I was so lit up a couple years ago thinking about Hughes, Heeser, Mercer down the middle, and then it was McLeod. But now we got plenty of guys. We got Lazar. We got Nosek. We got fourth line. I'm fine with a ton of different guys that we could put in there. So I still envision that, that three down the middle. Um, why he's not doing that, some say he's not ready. I mean, it's only his third year, but he's regressed from last year. Um, and he's so good and so smart. I just don't feel like he's used enough. To get him on the power play now was a for that to be news, that shouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That should yeah. be a commonplace. You're right, and uh, you know, and and maybe that would have gotten them going a lot sooner this year, or at all. Um, you know, you're you're 100 right, and even if you're not right, why haven't we tried it? You know, why haven't? And let me throw in a guy at you that I kind of feel that if he was packaged in a trade, I feel like a lot of Devil fans wouldn't even notice. I think they might bitch about it, but I think in the essence of the game, Eric Holla, like what, what is like, what are we doing with him? You know, is he, is he, you know, I just feel like what he's supposed to bring. I feel like he's just been invisible, completely invisible other than the penalty kill. Like I haven't seen him do anything. I haven't fallen off on him yet. In fact, he was a guy I was just going to bring up as one of those guys. that's a lot easier to say, Situationally, you're left wing on fourth line today. Yeah, you're, you're right wing on the but third he's line. But got to do today. something there, right? Yeah, I do. I just I like. I still see him kind of pushing the game forward. Maybe he's not finished as much anymore. But like, if you got rid of Ahala, then you move a guy like Holtz, maybe, and onto that third line with yeah, Mercer I, and I, somebody I else. You get know. what you're saying completely because it. You're right because even if you. Let's say you love the guy because you love the way he plays, like how we feel maybe about Lazar right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just kind of like, well, I just love the guy. Like that's the like McKay for me back in the day. Like sure. that was my guy. I love the way he plays the game. You put him in a package, and you, him and Ha, and then you quickly realize you're getting over it because the idea, the the full idea here is to just have the four lines producing the way each line should produce. It's, and they have, it doesn't matter and- who's there. And we and we have the players that are capable of doing it. Yeah. Right. And, so and, maybe Halla is blocking a guy like Holt right. from getting another four or five minutes a game. And you know, I, I you know, Holt, like I said, man, he, he would he would flourish someplace else. I, I think really you and I agree that. completely. I think he goes to a Western conference team. I'm not surprised he puts up forty goals in two years. I agree. You he know? has that potential and a team like Calgary would suit him. Um, and you know, he's not being used properly here. So why should the kids stay here? You know, get somebody in that. And I'm the biggest Holtz fan and I don't want to see him go, but it's one of those deals where if he goes, I don't want to be the guy who goes, Oh, see, he's putting up 40 goals for Calgary. I want to look at it. What did we get back for him? Right. 
Did, is that what it took to get Markstrom? Solidified our goaltending for three years. Got us in the playoffs in 2024. Had two great years with him while Dawes or Poulter, whoever was becoming the next big thing. I mean, it sucks. You 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 get attached to these guys. But the reality is anybody who's really attached to Holtz is att- attached to an AHL player for three years that just got his crack. Yeah. And he's fine. Like I said, I look at his goals and I look at his minutes. It's You're possible he – you look at the idea of Holtz. Yeah, it's possible he's thirty goal. Yeah, he's. It's possible he's a thirty goal scorer this year if he was flat out. Like if we had a shitty team and it was like you're on the first line or second line. Yeah, it's very possible he's a thirty goal scorer. Yeah, I could see that, and he looks fine. But on this team, we have an embarrassment of riches that don't know how to play together. So suck it up. You, you're going to have to lose popular players if you want to actually win a Stanley Cup. I think I agree. But I also think that you, the first thing you have to do is remove the head coach. You have to let this team know that this is not tolerated, that this is not going to happen, that these guys just got their coach fired. But at the same time, you're doing it to improve the team uh, in general and get somebody behind that bench that can utilize these guys. And I'm sure that, you know, if, Everyone on Twitter is talking about it. We're talking about it. You know, Tom Fitzgerald, who is a hockey guy, of course, he's got to see all this, you know, and it's just got to add more, you know, to his reasoning behind it. Like, it, it's just not working, man. Like, it's it's not it. And, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to sit around and say it didn't. This was a team with all these expectations and we went a whole year and nobody did anything about it. Like, we kept the coach. We didn't make any big trades. We didn't do anything uh, to try and get this team better. Like I just I think that's unacceptable on Tom Fitzgerald's part. So he's got to do something. Yeah. But right now I got to do an ad for DraftKings. Sweet. We know hockey games move fast, especially the New York Rangers when they throw up five on our home team, New Jersey Devils. <sighs> but with DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, it moves even faster. That's the official sports betting partner of the NHL, and you could score. Faster than anything happened on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks and get there on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Whew, we have... Anything positive to talk about tonight? Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to go with any moral victories on the game, but I will say that we did not get shut out. Jack Hughes Ooh. did score to make it 5-1. So take that, Rangers. Can't have your shutout. Hey, that's important, and Jack scored it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, anything to springboard this team. Yes. I mean, here we go again. Let's not look too far ahead. We'll do that on the Saturday show, I'm sure. But, all right, you shit the bed again twice. Two Two terrible shits. These are horrible shits. These, these are, are shits. These, these, are are really, these are double like Wiping your ass with a sharpie. You know, you just keep, keep going. Um, <laughs> but we got to beat Montreal on Saturday. 
Yes. Tampa's going to be tough, of course. I, I'm thinking that the rookie's going to get a start. I think Bolter's going to get Montreal, and Dawes will get um, Tampa Bay. They, they did say, though, they don't know about Schmidt. He might just get a game and then see how he feels. He could be called back up. I don't want to see Schmidt. I don't want to see Schmidt either. I want to see Bolter. I was actually telling my, my kid, you know, because we're going to that game, his first game. I said, you know, we might we might be seeing somebody's first ever game. And now we don't know this now. But we could turn around 10 years from now, and he's the next big thing. And you get to say, I saw his first win or maybe his first loss. Either way, I saw his first. So I'm like, because I didn't want him to be disappointed that it wasn't Dawes or somebody. Right. I'm like, this could actually be a really cool opportunity and something you'll remember. So I think Schmidt probably won't get called up. I think the kid's going to get the start against Montreal so that Dawes could have Tampa Bay. But then we do have that week. We just keep saying it. Like they have to balls out, win it all. Yeah, they have yeah. To win it all. They're going out. Um, they're going Detroit out. West, they better. Today. Thankfully, the Islanders like they're going to lose, so at least they won't get any closer to us. But Pittsburgh won again. I mean, nothing's going to be easy if the, if this team doesn't realize that they have no choice but to win. Don't I don't want to say two out of three. It's four out of five at this point. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, two out of three will go. technically get them in, but um, they have to they go have on a run. And, yeah, and, and it's got to be, you know, it's got to be multiple wins in a row. They keep it, it, showing us they're not capable of it. Isaac Poulter had some damn good numbers in Utica. He was uh, 14 uh, wins. He had 17 losses, one overtime loss. He had uh, a 2.7 goals against, a 9.8, uh, 9.8 save percent. Uh, and he had three, three shutouts. I know. Three. So it's it's really good. I mean, it's the second best league, right? Now think about this kid for me. We're talking about positive things. I mean, he's twenty two, I believe. Oh, I just just, off his just signs, yeah, his contract, and he gets called up like within a week or two. And you just see it on his face today too. I was watching him at the one point. There was like melee or something, and he's just like taking it all in. But I would welcome seeing him and just see he, he might. This might be the type of kid where you're going to get like this start. And then you don't get to start again for two years. Like, you know, didn't Brodor do that? I think he started like 93 and then didn't come up again to like – or 92 or something like that. I don't know. but Exactly. Um, it, it could be one of those situations, but you just get to taste it um, and see. So hey. I think it's exciting. I mean, he put up good numbers. Let's see how he does. Throw him in there. What have you got to lose? Well, you You're can't. Making, I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, 11 goals on Dawes in the last two games. Yeah. So you got you got to sit him. You got to get him. if you go back to the stadium series game. And uh, I, I will still say I don't – by the he's tired thing like a day off and then two days off between games i just i don't get it is he is he overused for playing six in a row i mean you can argue that but what was the alternative i, mean, I don't it was you hot didn't, you, was didn't, you didn't have an alternative you had to play him um you rode the hot hand i don't buy that he's needs to rest because he's tired i think he needs to rest because this team has played like shit in front of him and if yeah. his confidence is shaken at all you might have to, you know, let's just get him a, you know, maybe Poulter comes in on Montreal. The team plays better. They should win that game. But if they go out and do that again, you know, against a team that's below them in the standings, they should be uh, in Montreal. If they play the way that they played these last two games, Montreal will kill them. Well, let's 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 play hindsight, right? So we knew coming out of the Philly game, the stadium series, that he had the extra day rest. He was hot, and we need every win possible. So I think we all agreed they got to play against the Capitals. Yep. Right now, we got destroyed by the Capitals. Not not his fault either. Right now, he plays again tonight. 
So my question to you is, if we won the game against the Capitals, does he still play tonight? I or did he so. play tonight because we lost and now we need the points even more? You certainly can't start Poulter in this game. Well, and that's why I think it was just a matter of necessity again. I think right. Dawes had to start these every game he's been starting. I just, agree. You didn't have a choice, you know? So now you have a choice. You, you have, a, again, a favorable opponent should be in Montreal. You got the kids, put up good numbers. Uh, you throw him in there and maybe he can steal a win. And, you know, Dawes feels good about himself again. The team maybe feels a little better about themselves again. Maybe they go into Tampa. They turn it around. And But I... I, I I do not see that happening. I just don't. I know, but I mean. Tom Fitzgerald has to do something. This team as is, yeah. I mean, like I said, and and then they're, you know, even if they go and win, (laughs) what? Well, okay, so we talked about the week that should be. Yeah. Right? So we got Montreal on Saturday, then you got Tampa, but then you got the Sharks and you got the Ducks. That's all well and good, right? Those are the points you should get because you're really going to need them. Because after that, you got the Kings, the Panthers, the Blues, and the Hurricanes. Yeah. Oh, and then the Rangers again the following Monday, followed but by Dallas. Where you know, you know what this team will do? This team will win against Montreal, and they'll win against Tampa Bay. They will lose to Anaheim and San Jose. <laughs> this is what they'll do, and then they'll just continue losing. Like they, this is what they're going to do. They're 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 too inconsistent now. This is the best time to make the change because if you're going to go on a run and and somehow spark some kind of life into this team, like you go and beat those opponents late in that in the year and do, use those points to get yourself into the playoffs, you could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. But yeah. I see no evidence of that. That's the thing that's so frustrating about this because I can this team is so much better than they are playing and it's like you know how good they can be. So this isn't like, uh, you know, they're still young and they're learning. And they, no, no, those days are gone. You know, the, 112 points last year. Might not make the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. It's bad, man. It's bad. But I think we did dedicate the entire episode to Fire Lindy. Yep. Sprinkled Any, a couple of things in there. <laughs> anything else you want to share before we wrap it up for tonight? I can't think of anything useful. <laughs> I'm just so it's pissed bad. right now. Yeah, but I think we made some very valid points on why Tom Fitzgerald needs to cut the cord and do it now. I would love to hear anybody that thinks we're complete fucking idiots. Uh, please let us know. Um, Unclefuckers at gmail.com would love don't, to hear a counterpoint. Don't just tell us we're idiots. Like, Right. Why make your counterpoint, you and yeah. we will, you know, take we it already into know we're idiots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's easy, and I would love to hear other sides of why we're wrong, and it's, this is more of a just a straight up personnel problem, and that Lindy Ruff has done everything right, um, and, and we just have the you know these players are just bad, you know, because really that's the yeah. only is that other your thing you think the yeah. GM should go because all right. these players are bad. Let us know. And Tom sure. Fitzgerald, it, it is time now that Tom Fitzgerald needs to shoulder some of the blame here. Um, he needs to be front and center. Like yeah. you said, the only comment he made was that, yeah, we'd like our goaltending to be better. Sure, we're looking. He didn't. He spoke a lot when things were going well, and, and it's easy to do that. Yep. But you know, it takes it takes a real leader to come out when things are bad and say, "I know this sucks, but this is what has to be done for us to move forward." And that's why you're the GM. So. Yeah. And and listen, uh, you know. The media needs to start asking him these questions. You know, that's the other thing. They need to start 
start holding him more accountable because now I think Lindy Ruff is firmly in the hot seat here. So the, every question needs to be about his freaking job because I, I, until I could he's not, gone, I could not think of a more hot seat. Yeah. Then, I mean, this tonight was a big stage and a big fuck up. It really was. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like I said, we're hockey fans in our hearts for sure. If, if they came out and busted their ass and lost four to three or even six to three, but they played with everything they had against a team who's been one of the best teams in the league all year. It still sucks. We're still going to say you had to win this game, but it's not embarrassing like this. This was embarrassing as was Washington. My buddy who's a uh, big Ranger fan I work with uh, said, um, texted me good luck and i said uh six one rags and i wrote to him and you know he wrote back yeah i wish I, that's what i thought was going to happen tonight. it was five one yeah that's exactly what i thought was going to happen tonight now poor pennsylvania johnny was there with his dad Ooh. who's a ranger fan his dad yeah. really wanted to go to a game uh, together i was like dude why are you picking that game like i would never go to a ranger game you know he wanted to go with his dad so they're sitting you know, house divided, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, poor, poor guy had a terrible game. Like to be in that environment. And uh, by the end of the game, you know that whatever 50, 50 or 60, 40 split, it might've been was all Rangers by the yep. end. Yep. And that's just harsh. And that is something that other fans, you know, probably nobody who's not a devil's fan probably doesn't listen to our show, but if they did, you'll never understand the, the pain yeah. Of that, to have them it's, chanting, walking out of your arena because they are eight miles away. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And when your team goes out there and plays them like that, they fucking. That's the biggest problem. They, that's the biggest. Yeah, because they, they freaking earned it. You know, what, what can you so, say to them? You know, they're, they're saying, <laughs> everyone's always like, well, how did the you know, Rangers get so many tickets? Because we do have a very big, strong um, season ticket fan base now. And as we've proven, we have a huge fan base now too. Like let's, there you go. There's the positive. Let's talk about you know, that, right? We do have uh, quite a large fan base, but apparently well, there it was is, just, I'm sorry, real quick. There was just, I'm, I'm pretty sure a report that came out that had the devils are the fastest growing fan base of any NHL team. I did not see that. Yeah. I've seen yep. reports about um, our building occupancy and where we rank in the NHL and stuff like that, which is surprisingly great, but I did not see that. And yep. uh, we touched on that last show too, right? It's just we're on generation three now, I guess would be the most fair way to say it, right? People in, in the 80s, uh, a little bit older, had the first set of kids like me and you, our kids. So yeah, it's it's really starting to kind of pull together now. But But apparently as a season ticket holder, I think that you don't, have a lot of fun at these games sometimes because of the way they are to begin with. And then you also have the ability to look at the way the team's been playing and say, well, if I'm going to take a game off, this one would be a good one. And these tickets sell for a lot higher. Sure. You know, you're selling so your tickets to Ranger basically fans. you're selling your tickets to Ranger fans. Now there's a lot of people who would say, I would never do that. It's that's awful because you don't want them in your building. I agree. I wish the Rangers were nowhere near us. This wouldn't be an issue, but that's not the reality we live in. We live in an area where New York city is right there and people can pay to come to our building for far cheaper than to go to their building. There's Put 8 million the people PNC in the city. Center. You won't have that problem. That's right. But it, so it does suck that we still get all those Rangers. And a lot of Ranger fans, just so everybody else, I mean, they're just native to New Jersey too. Their their parents were Ranger fans. They're Ranger yep. fans. They're everywhere. Um, but I think 
that's still an extreme positive for us. We are so much better than we used to be. That building is full almost every night, you know, with the red and black. So we should be proud of that. You're going to have Ranger games where Ranger fans are in there. But when you have a game like this and you got to walk out of your building, get no, I would out totally sell these sh- tickets the way this teams have been playing. Think about the money you spend. We've talked about that before, right? Because it's so expensive now to go to a game. It, it's yeah, just ridiculous. It, it, it's ridiculous for a family of four. If you want to have any sort of fun and buy your kid a hat or a jersey and a hot dog and maybe you want a beer too, you're parking your you're five hundred bucks in. Yep. And you're sitting in the top. You're sitting so in the top and you have the top. And you have the um, you know, fifty fifty chance that you're gonna sit through what we saw tonight. Right. So Which is you, why it's always about right. effort. I have walked out of a lot of losses. Or I was like, that was an awesome game. It's not the same feeling as when you win. There's nothing better. Even like an overtime win when you played shitty. Like you you, you don't process that till the next day. You wake up, you're like, wow, actually they played terrible. They let up seven goals, but we won eight to seven. Um, it's exciting because you're in the moment. Um, but I've definitely been to games where, and this is maybe older, you know, when we were younger. Like to me, again, a, a 0-0 shutout going to overtime was fascinating. The I best that was, game of th- those were incredible. for the Devils was a one nothing overtime win by Cal, uh, Carolina. That was the best game yeah. to watch as a fan. That was the most exciting game. Yeah, uh, that was a you know, your seat kind of yeah. stuff. You know, goals are great to cheer for. When you brought your kid, I said, "Yeah, it's great that you got to cheer so many times because it is kind of it, it." I mean, going to a game and getting shot out is kind of the worst feeling. Like I didn't even get to like stand and hear everybody like cheer with me you got nothing you get nothing you for your nothing. money right so you do want at least a couple goals but more than anything um you want the team to win and that's kind of the whole point bring it all full circle for this episode the team isn't going to win if we don't make a change so we so know far, what the change needs to be fire lindy so yeah that's our take uh so please let us know what you think because i'm sure that this is going to start becoming a very hot subject in devil land so um you know, real curious of where a lot of our fans of this team are at with this, but it, it, it's got to go in our opinion, except Tony's Tony is a Lindy rough guy. I'm real curious to see how he feels after tonight. So Saturday will be interesting. Cause I'd love to pick his brain. It, it will be interesting because I was with Tony on appreciating what Lindy rough brought. I've been straying off of that path quicker than him lately, but I just point blank. Yes or no, Tony, like will anything change this year if he doesn't, go it yeah. would be the question to pose to him yeah i'd love to hear what you can saturday night well we will ask tone who so far has been very stout supporter of lindy ruff so i know that there's a lot of people that do love him out there and uh you know he could be a great guy it, you know doesn't really need this let him the story the story was written he never got his stanley cup it looked like he was going to come in here and put them on the right path and then after last season you can definitely see you're like oh my god it, it's going to be written that way life doesn't always work out that way no. It's not going to work out with you this year. So no, moving on. Another team to go and try it out with. And that's about it. So uh, wherever you're listening to us, a like, a five star review, a subscription, to download goes a very long way to help us promote this very fun little silly thing that we do called the Uncle Puckers for Bob and Chris. We are them. They are us. We'll we, see you when we see. We you. are we. <laughs> bye bye. That's all they.